Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's been a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice, but sometimes that's what it takes in order to rise to the occasion. How does that feel to be seen by someone like Will Packer? Everybody ain't going to be friends. If I can't give advice to someone who is trying to figure it out, then why am I even in this position? Welcome. You are tuned into Monuments to Me, brought to you by Revolt. This is a safe space for honest and relevant conversations intended to recharge Black women and fuel Black girl magic. We're your hosts, Akila Friend and Don Montgomery, and each week we'll be addressing a range of topics from self-care, entrepreneurship, to politics and relationships. Join us as we explore and bask in the joys of Black womanhood. Black women and those who love Black women, welcome back to this protected space. This is Monuments to Me, brought to you by Revolt. We're your hosts. I'm Akila Friend. And this is Don Montgomery. Yes, and we are joined by Shayla Cowan, an Emmy-nominated producer, chief of staff of Will Packer Productions, Will Packer Media, just an all-around Hollywood go-getter mm-hmm. and just, you know, media maven in her own right. Yes. Shayla, welcome. Thank you for having me, ladies. You look so yes. beautiful. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So today we're just going to talk about, you know, your journey. I feel like there's so much wisdom and insights that you can really pass on, but also the fact that you're still going, you know? And so there's definitely advice that folks can hear that can be applicable in real time. We're going to be talking about just kind of the landscape of media from an industry perspective, where you see it going, and just talking about really Black women representation in the industry. I think a lot of times those conversations are focused on folks in front of the camera, which is important. But I think it's equally important, especially someone like myself who studied media really in the business as well, to know about what does it mean to have that kind of representation behind the screen, the decision makers of it all. If we can start first from your perspective and your experience, I know in your recent you know, Forbes article, they were highlighting the fact that you, in a way, were always in media. You started in music and then kind of had, you know, even as a child, had your commercial that you were in and obviously now kind of going from assistant to chief of staff. But was that interest in media always there? Did you always see this end goal in mind? You know, I think the answer is no. When you're <laughs> younger, your mom just and parents put you in different activities. So I grew up dancing and doing commercials and doing print modeling in Michigan. And then I loved the entertainment side of that world. But did I know that it was going to bring me here? Absolutely not. I think that it was important to me to be successful. I learned that around like my junior, senior year of high school when I was like, okay, people make money doing cool things. I need to figure that out. And the success was more important to me than what the industry was. This industry, to the degree that it did, fell into my lap in a way that most are like, wow. I love that. I feel Mm -hmm. as if the fact that you said you had to do different things in order to get to some place, you know, talk about how 
juggling a handful of things quite possibly beforehand to getting this job because I just feel like hearing that your chief of staff of these two entities because they're not the same thing in my opinion <laughs> um but for someone like generally listening to that like yeah. you have to manage a lot of people a lot of expectations and a lot of things so kind of talk about maybe like how your childhood shaped you for that if that's possible you know it's so funny I was just telling this story so my mom was a single mom And so in the summers, she worked for the state of Michigan and there was a boys and girls club that was on the way to her job. So in the summers from the age of like seven to probably like 10 or 11, that's where I spent my summers, winter break and all of it because she was working and there weren't camp counselors, but like the boys and girls club counselors who all were great, but there was one, her name was Jill. I'll never forget her. And she was in charge of the outside recreational games and toys and all that stuff. And she allowed me to be the keeper of the keys. And the keys had the dodgeballs, the basketballs, <laughs> all the, you know, equipment. Oh, you were in charge. Rent out. <laughs> and I was in charge of the keys. And I took it very seriously. And I think that is where the responsibility that was separate from the responsibilities that my mom gave me at home kind of helped shape me into becoming who I have become. And also, Mm -hmm. like when I made the pivot to becoming an assistant, that was I started in music and then transitioned into film. It was a learning curve. But the one thing that I was able to bring leaving music and going into film at the time, but even before we had a TV side, was I was resourceful. And I had to learn the terminology of what it was like to be on a set. What was it like to Mm -hmm. roll a call? Like Mm -hmm. in the music industry, it's different terminology. But the one Mm -hmm. thing that I did bring to the table that made me indispensable was how resourceful I was, how dedicated Mm -hmm. I was, and how hard I worked. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was able to get to where I am today because of those tools of being resourceful, working really hard, giving my all and being indispensable. And that in turn showed my current boss and partner now, Will Packer, that, oh, I can throw things at her and she'll figure them out. And I did because a lot of stuff I didn't know how to do, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but what I did was I figured it out. And sure, did I do it right all the time? Maybe not. But Mm -hmm. the fact that I never turned down an opportunity to figure something out Mm -hmm. showed him what I was Mm -hmm. capable of, which made it so that I was needed And that is Mm -hmm. why I'm standing here and have been employed by him for the last 15 years. Right. right. It's huge. It's huge. And I think it really is a testament to of the culture that obviously Will Packer and and you being a part of that culture for the last 15 years really cultivated because there's not every position or not every place where you're given the opportunity to truly figure things out, you know? And so facts, you know, what's so interesting. I didn't know, like the way Mm -hmm. I even got, the job of assisting him on, Mm -hmm. you know, the set of Stomp the Yard Homecoming, which was the sequel to Stomp the Yard, which was going to be a week release in a movie theater. And then it was going Mm -hmm. straight to DVD was like wild, right? It was just, Mm -hmm. I remembered running into him at an event when I was working in music that his current ex, his now ex-wife was the foundation director of. Like just how it all kind of came together was just like so weird. And then went in for the interview had an eye infection. My eyes were literally bloodshot red, not contagious, thankfully. Went in wearing mm-hmm. Chanel sunglasses, right? 
And <laughs> ended up having make it, it fashion turned out of an interview. It turned into a conversation, but he was so mm. cool. And mm. coming from what I had came from, I needed something that was calm yeah. and easy where I could really learn. And he gave me a lot of teachable moments. There was mm. one moment that stood out on set, which I think is how I ended up getting the job permanently with him when he wasn't even mm. looking. He had mm. an assistant who was on a different assignment. Mm. But my skill set and what I brought to the table was unique to what he had experienced. So mm. one day we're on set, maybe like day three. And, you know, I was the new kid, didn't know, mm. you know, much terminology. I had been on a couple of uh, music video sets, but didn't know the set etiquette or anything like that. So I mm. always would just stay in the corner, but be, you know, not too far from him in case he needed anything. And with catering, you get the breakfast, you get into your you know, the person you report to, and then you kind of just stay off to the side and he may get tasks here and there. And I realized by day three, they already know what what lunch will be. So I got cool with catering and they would let me take a picture of the menu that they normally wouldn't set out until right before we would break for lunch. So in the morning after getting his breakfast, I would say to him, do you know what you want for lunch? Because there were days where he had to get on calls in his trailer and didn't have time to go get the lunch himself. Mm -hmm. And it was those little things that he hadn't experienced that Mm -hmm. I was able to share, which then was like, wow, like this is good. And I would always be there early and I would always stay Mm -hmm. late and I wouldn't leave until I saw his taillights, you know, drive off where he'd be like, you know what, you can go home. And Mm -hmm. I ended up producing the rap party. I I didn't even know what a rap party was, right? And (laughs) it was like from there, it just became something that we just had a good rhythm. And three weeks before we wrapped that movie, he asked me to come on as his assistant at Rainforest Films. And I thought to myself, this is a great opportunity. He's a really nice guy, but I'm going to need more. And I said to him, I was like, I'm not a deaf assistant. Mm -hmm. I'm going to like, you know, think about it. So I thought about Mm -hmm. it and I came back to him and I said, listen, I'm into it. But when you go make movies, I would like to go with you. And so he said, let me talk to, he had to talk to his lawyer and talk to Sony at the time, because that's where our deal was. And he came back to me. He said, okay, not a problem. And my first theatrical movie as his executive assistant working on that set was Think Like a Man. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I love that. So there's so many nuggets here, but I think one thing immediately that stood out in that last piece of the story is the fact that as an assistant, you advocated for yourself because a lot of people talk about the power of advocating. You don't have to take the deal, you know, how it stands, you can negotiate, 
but people feel disenfranchised and feel like, oh, I'm not at the level yet that I can actually ask for what I want. But here's the thing. I didn't right. go in asking uh-huh. to be a producer. Right, I right, right, right. asking to move with him as an assistant. That, the that part, problem that part. is when people go in advocating for themselves, they don't always go in advocating for the right thing. Does that make sense? Understood. Yes, it so does. It does. That's, mm-hmm. that's the difference between the two. And I think that is True. something that I hope people take away from this interview of understanding the difference between the two. You got to know what you're going to ask for. You can't just mm-hmm. go in saying, well, I want to be producing like you. That wasn't my goal. <laughs> my right, goal right. was to be able to have the experience and be able to be a great assistant while working on this movie that I'm already doing a lot of, you know, setting up um, calls and reading mm-hmm. the script and mm-hmm. helping him as much as I can. I should be able to witness this. I felt like that, but I also yeah. knew how hard I was going to work. And right. it was such a great experience. And we had so much fun making that movie and the cast, you know, is so great. I just saw Taraji recently in New York. And she was just like, I'm so proud of you because she was there. She saw me as, you know, this happy young assistant, you know what I'm saying? Like willing and able and and kind and was resourceful and all those things. And she just, she looked me dead for my eyes. She's like, I am just so proud of you. Like, look how far you've come. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And you know, and it means a lot because nothing is more rewarding to me than when someone has seen me from the beginning and sees me now. And, you know, you have that moment. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's been a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice, but Mm -hmm. sometimes that's what it takes in order to rise to the occasion. Most times. And that movie was amazing. So Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know. It's so good. Like Akila said, there was a lot of nuggets in you telling that story. And I was on the edge of my chair like, oh my gosh, she's she's going there. She's saying it. She's telling it. So thank you for sharing that and breaking that down. Um, but one of the nuggets I wanted to pull from that is just, it's, it's a part of your quote from the Forbes article as well. It's like, I had a drive, a hunger, and soon I became indispensable. Yes. I think for a lot of Black women that work in certain spaces, we tend to have that, but there are companies or people that aren't loyal to us. How does that feel to be seen by someone like Will Packer, who then says, like, eventually you didn't come in the door saying you wanted to be a producer, but girl, I see you come over here and come put your name on here and work with me and help me do this because I know you're capable of doing those things. How does it feel to be seen? You know what it is. I'm going to tear up. It is absolutely the most incredible feeling because I also know what it feels like not to be seen. And yes, yes. I felt like when I came out of music, I was depleted. I was mm. tired. I was all mm. the things. And so it was almost like God was like, I got something for you. I just need you to hold tight. I didn't know it was going to come 10 days later. That part, that part, that part, Mm -hmm. yeah. But when it did, I listened and I showed up and I was appreciative every step of the way. Like I have Mm. been literally walking in a sense of gratitude for such a long time because you truly have like yeah, there's no lie to it. that like I, I you have. literally literally have thankful. done that and I'm thankful yeah. and I'm appreciative of the hard times the great mm. times and all the times mm-hmm. in between and I think what was most important was knowing that this black man saw something in me at the time that I didn't see in myself and what mm. he did was he helped shape me and it was a lot of work Okay. Yeah. Like, I cannot do this no more with this girl. He stayed loyal. And I think for me, because Mm -hmm. he saw something in me that I didn't see at the time in myself, 
mm-hmm. my loyalty to him was without a yes. doubt. There was I know nobody right. that could have come in and infiltrated it because at the end of the day, the work always got done and we mm-hmm. developed a friendship and a mentorship. And, mm-hmm. you know, he is literally one of my best friends because mm-hmm. that's the beauty. Like we have such a mm-hmm. short hand and we get along so well and we mm-hmm. have all the same mindset. And mm-hmm. I always knew there was one star. I never wanted to be the star. That's why when Oscars came and I had to do all this stuff and be seen and all that, that was hard for me because I've been behind the scenes for so long and I'm so comfortable mm. with it. But I love told seeing me, it. Let, let, me, let, me speak, <laughs> let me speak as someone that, 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 that has right, followed you. I love I seeing you get I'm, your shine on, yeah, sister. Right, okay? But it, yes. it's still challenge. It's hard for me because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like I'm good with just doing the work. But someone said mm-hmm. to me, they were like, Shayla, you have a story to be told. Yes. People yes. need to know that you can do it this way and that if you stay in line mm-hmm. and run your own race and not look to mm-hmm. the left and not look to the right, they too can thrive in whatever industry they're in. And when they said that, then I was like, okay, now that makes sense. Right, right, and it right, became right. a little bit better. But even like with him, he's the star, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's the one that is always in the forefront. And I, it's mm-hmm. my duty to make sure that he remains that way and he mm-hmm. stays on you know, people's tongues and talking about our projects and all that stuff. And I think that's why we work so well together because I never had the desire to be outside like that. You know what I'm saying? Like at least in that capacity, in that way. Yes. Yes. You have to know, know where to to know. Because when you get too trying to do the same thing, it Mm -hmm. doesn't work too much. It's not going to be a clash. I think the biggest thing that in pointing that out and, and you realizing that and being okay with that, most people, when they start, seeing more and doing more they expect more and i think in you being loyal you were given more does that make Mm -hmm. sense there's a difference and so in having that role of chief of staff and coming from like executive assistant like you can become a c-suite executive and doing the thing that most people would not want to do yeah and i think that that's a beautiful thing because i'm pretty sure people are walking around i need a shayla I need a Shayla. Like, yes, like you need to find me a Shayla. <laughs> a couple of deals to this day, but you know what's so crazy? So the chief of staff came about. So I, you know, I had had the assistant title for quite some time, right? Like we got a deal at Universal. I had to relocate to LA. I had to set up shop. I had to go out looking for office space while we were in production on another project. I had never went looking for office space before. Never had interfaced with a broker before. But I was figuring it out. And then we found a space in, in LA. And I remember I was in, after we got the keys, I called Spectrum, the phone company. And I was like, hi, you know, we need phone service. And the customer service rep was like, okay, for home or business? And I was like, uh, business. That goes to show how much I knew about what I was getting myself into. Right. But <laughs> I sacrificed working Thanksgiving time, Christmas time, because we had to have that office open by January 4th of 2014. That was Mm. also the year that we released four movies and did two international press tours. The busiest Mm. time ever. And, you know, while Will was in Atlanta with his kids, because his kids were still young at the time, you know, I was managing everything that was happening out here. So Mm. maybe about a couple years into that, I started getting uh, uh, associate producer credit 
because I was on a set. I was on set the entire time. I would go and be on set from the start to the end. And it was so nice that he was like, you know what? You're going to start getting this credit. I didn't ask Mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, this is what we want to do. I said, I appreciate it. So then that was that. So that's like, yeah, gratitude. So then (laughs) he was like, all right, you know, you've been operating without a title. Cause it'd be so funny. People go to introduce you. They don't know how to introduce you. They're like, Shayla, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you need a title. So I was like, okay, I didn't care, but Hollywood cares. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he was like, you got 24 hours to figure something out. And I was like, all right. Cause I work well on deadlines. So one <laughs> night I was in the office and I put a bunch of titles in a bowl mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, whatever title I pull out, that is the title that I'm going to text in. No change. That is <laughs> no switch back. This is hilarious. I know. Because, man. Like Kayla, it's, a, it's never a dull moment over here. And yeah. So I pulled out and it said chief of staff. And I was like, uh, I love that. Super fitting. It's the faith for me. So then, like, well, here's the thing though. So I Googled it just to make sure that True. I knew what the title entailed. I was like, oh yeah, I'm already doing that anyway. Yes. So I texted to him and then he was like, all right, fine. And then he's like, we're doing an announcement. And I was like, we're not doing an announcement. I don't want an announcement. Let's just let, cause you know, Hollywood love to announce. Loves a good deadline out article. We do. And we, we went ahead and did it. And um, the outpouring of support and the flowers and the texts and the DMs. I was so overwhelmed. Yes. But so appreciative of just how many, I didn't know that many people cared about me. And yeah. I didn't know that many people were watching me. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, yeah, 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 Then I was like, all right, I get it. I hear you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I will continue to be a vessel. And that's how Chief of Staff came about. And, you know, we have a small but mighty team. Um, mm-hmm. But interfacing with crew, like even when I step on set of, you know, some of our projects, everyone's like, what's up, chief? Because there's like a bedside manner that we've always mm-hmm. had with anybody that has worked with us or interfaced with us. And mm-hmm. I'm just so proud of where we've come as a company and what we've been able to accomplish. And just our executives that, you know, are at our company, our assistants. Like tonight I'm taking the assistants out for happy hour. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's those little things that are so important to do just to make sure that you're continuously pouring into mm-hmm. this next realm of executives. You know what right, I mean? Because right. they're the so time, true. They always say the assistants always end up running town. And I'm a walking testimony of that. Right. I think it's there's so much there again, but I think also the level of trust that obviously that you cultivate with people around you is extremely important. And it seems yeah. like, you know, it, it pays back tenfold. But I think it's extremely interesting to say that you've been able to garner that support and trust also from people in Hollywood, mm-hmm. an industry that a lot of people say there's no friends in the industry. There's okay. no you know opportunity well, for collaboration, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. But yeah. you talked about Toronto really seeing that growth and, and acknowledging that. Obviously, there are other people when your, you know, your press release came out that was supporting of you. How did you really cultivate not only that support, but that mm-hmm. genuine support and, um, you know, interest in your own development? You know, it's interesting. I have a really good instinct when someone is being genuine and when somebody is just in need of something. 
And mm. you'd be surprised. Come on, discernment. Come on. That's what that is. The gut. And Come on. And the line is thin. You are trusting your gut, honey, and I'm here for it. You have to. Because in Hollywood, yeah. you got nothing else. That's it. If, if you know your gut and if you're self-aware and you have all that, then uh-huh. you can navigate this town with no problem. Ooh, and I, I love think that. For I me, love that. It's the way someone reaches out to you or it's the way when someone calls you what they say. People don't realize if somebody's like, hey, how you doing? Or, hey, you good? You good? Nine times out of 10 means they're going to ask for something. Mm. <laughs> Put them to the test. Oh. Put them to the test. That's a good one. That's okay. So I yeah. always could know who was really down for me or who felt like they needed to be down for me, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a time that Hollywood was super tough for me to deal with because even though I had gotten that title, even though I had producer credit, I was still being treated like second nature, you know? Mm. And everyone just still wanted to go to Will. Thank God I have somebody like Packer who was like, you got to talk to Shayla. You got to talk to Shayla. And allowed me to have a seat at the table, Mm. you know, and allowed me to have a voice Mm. when it was necessary. And I'm so grateful. I'm so appreciative. And then Mm -hmm. one day it was during COVID actually, like, cause you know, during that time was a horrible time and so many lost their lives. But for me, I took that time to do a full reassessment. I had Mm -hmm. to look into myself. I I had to look Mm -hmm. into the people around me. And I also had to look Mm -hmm. at how I was working because Mm -hmm. I wasn't working as efficiently as I should have been. And this, this woman named April McDaniel, she's so dope. I recently heard her say in an interview, that you need to operate at 70%. You don't need to operate at 30% because that 30% is for you to be at ease and be calm and have that mind balance. When you're going at 100%, what do you have left? Okay, okay. So when she said that, I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And so I started reevaluating everything. And one of the things was, you know, I come from a school of, if somebody treats you bad, you make sure you treat them worse. And that don't always work, especially as right. you get older. And mm-hmm. so what I had to do was learn compassion because I can take criticism. I'm not one of those that, you know, fall apart, but people do. So I had to learn compassion. I had to learn empathy. And I had to know that if somebody's <laughs> lashing out at me, they are going through something that has absolutely that nothing part. to do with nothing that to do part. with you. So don't take it personal. <laughs> right. So if I tell you we don't like this and here's why, and then you say mm-hmm. something crazy, it's not for me in that moment to mm-hmm. chop you down because I'm capable of it. But that's not okay. the, that's not the solution. I know that's right. Right. <laughs> so I now have a lot more compassion and empathy for those when they act in that mm-hmm. way. I also mm-hmm. don't react in the moment. It's mm. better if you give me a moment and then I'll respond in a way that makes more sense for us to get to the common goal of wherever we're trying to get to. But understand, right. we're not friends. Right. We're working together. And that's right. the difference. And I think, I in think that's what I keep hearing. I keep hearing yeah. with yeah. you. It's like there's there's this great balance, even in your relationship with Packer. It's mm-hmm. like you all know when it's business, you all know when it's the friend space. And Mm-hmm. Even with knowing how you can move around with your colleagues and peers in Hollywood, 
baby, this is business. This is, it is what it is, you know? And I think most people can be very nasty in doing that, Mm -hmm. especially if Mm -hmm. they have that role or because they've been treated a certain way. So now they've got to treat other people. And I think that that's why you keep stepping into these blessings and these new opportunities and things, because you have always been genuine about that. So I think that that's great that you point that out for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. But I've done the work. I've that too, that too. And I'm very self-aware of who I am mm-hmm. and my personality and how I walk mm-hmm. into a room mm-hmm. and I'm not dimming it down for nobody. I right? know that's right. Mm-hmm. And also mm-hmm. I'm not for everybody and everybody's Come not on. for me. You know, okay. I saw a little girl in Target <laughs> yesterday and I pulled her to the side in front of her mom and her literally her sweatshirt said, I'm not for everybody. I told her, please <laughs> always know that. Remember that. Yes. Frame the shirt yes. if you want to, but keep yes. that yes. on you. And my son yeah. looked at me. He was like, you don't know that girl. I said, but I need her to know I see her. Okay. Yeah, yeah. true. Like that is everything that you said that. It's mm-hmm. so true, and and it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody ain't gonna be friends, and that's a real yeah. statement that we knew as children. I'm actually usually somewhat dismayed if someone is for everyone. I'm like, are you genuine? Like, is this bad? Is this yeah. Bad <laughs> and in Hollywood, you don't know right. if somebody is trying to get close to you because of you know what my signature says in my email that part, that part, or no. if it's somebody mm-hmm. that they know that I'm very close to mm-hmm. you have no idea or that so they've you heard have what you're working boundaries. on mm-hmm. yes my friends make fun of me all the time because they're like oh no that's a boundary for Shayla <laughs> everybody know what my boundaries are I've got my tribe I've got my best friend is not in the industry she owns a hair salon on the upper east side of New York City and, and she's so few. beautiful. Oh my God. Yeah, like her fashion. name is Fashion. Like, yeah. come on. Like, listen, I'm here for it. Cause that was the it's other thing the that best. I was going to point out. And I'm glad that you brought up friends in your tribe yeah. because again, yeah. to kind of piggyback off of Akila's point, knowing that you have genuine people behind you, in front of mm-hmm. you, around you, that take mm-hmm. you in and make sure that you're good and fill your cup up. And you mm-hmm. consistently, like, I think I saw more recently, like you were doing, I think you all had the premiere oh, of, the, yeah. of, the, of Praise, uh, Praise This. Yes. Uh-huh. And then right after that, you were with fashion immediately. And yeah. I was just like, yeah. I know that's right. You done did all this work <laughs> and now you want to be with your girl. But the thing, like, talk about how, that fills you up and how you know when you need to do mm-hmm. those things for yourself. Mm-hmm. Listen, I know tomorrow if all this came to a screeching halt or mm-hmm. I chose to walk away, I know my tribe will still be there. Mm, I love yeah. that. My associates, not so much. Okay. You know yeah, 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 yeah. That's not, that's not their job. You right. know, that's, that's not right. their role. Mm-hmm. And I'm very intentional about who I'm close to. I've actually let go of friendships because mm-hmm. they just weren't, I was giving more mm-hmm. than what they were giving. And I'm not saying you just got to be 50 50, mm-hmm. but yeah. every now and then. But it's got to be reciprocal. Come on now. Yeah. 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 And I'm okay with my tribe that I have. And, you know, they hold me accountable. When Shayla goes off the handle, I hold uh-huh. them accountable. We mm-hmm. uplift, we support, we motivate. Mm-hmm. And that's what friendships are, mm-hmm. male yes. and female. Like that's yeah. what they mm-hmm. are. And when somebody is constantly asking and pulling and pulling, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. don't really want to be your friend. They want to be friends with your access. That, your access. There you go. Come on. And they want to be, wait, 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 wait. We got we to gotta pause for that. Because you know how I am about my quotables. My quotables. <laughs> They want to be friends with your access. With access. Please write right. this down if you're, you're right. listening. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, real. 
Yes. You got to know the difference. Without, and, and just to double down on that, without knowing what it took to, for you to get that. Oh, answer. come because on. You, the yes. thing that he talked about was the work that you put in. And so it's not even a situation where that just fell in your lap and you just held tight. No, you had to work for it. Yes. And so, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. When Girls Trip came out mm-hmm. and it, it did really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. I had people out of the woodworks reaching out to me. All of a sudden, everybody needed something. Oh, and God. I had, I typed up this note and I sent it out to a couple of people who were asking for like astronomical amounts of money. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. And that's the other thing that I didn't know. I didn't think anybody was going to ask me for a call. Right. What? And I literally was like, let me explain to you how a movie breaks down. Mm. Because you all you see is that opening weekend box office number, but you don't yeah, know yes. that the production has to be recouped, the marketing has to be recouped, mm. there's box office bonuses, there's all kinds of things that come into play yeah, yeah, yeah. when yeah. a movie gets released. Mm. And you want it on that set overnight. Uh, okay, see, see now, see now. I got a nickname for you, honey. I got a nickname for you because you are giving me VH1 behind the music, Lisa left eye, Lopez right now. Let me tell you how doing these movies, we have to pay these people. And if you are not on this list, I do not need to hear from you. Yes. And here's the other thing. What Mm. makes you think that I want to give you my coin after I have worked tirelessly mm-hmm. to get to where I am mm-hmm. and you just sitting on the couch because you think oh since you've known me yes. since I was a kid I'm obligated no, no ma'am no, maybe no, it's just no, obligated not. to receive a congratulations <laughs> <laughs> that's about where it starts and ends like, how about it how, oh, you, you want to go to the screening we can make sure you get tickets in the right. no problem <laughs> that's about it that part <laughs> Well, did you have role models for you besides your mom? Because even in this space, even if when you made the pivot, did you seek out certain people that were doing some things that were similar to you? Or was True. this really just you carving out your own thing? Because I feel like if it were me looking from the outside looking in, I feel like it was you creating your own thing. It. But mm-hmm. there might have been some executives or some people that you were able to reach out to to kind of get some wisdom or advice from. You know what's so crazy is when I was working in music, right? I was an assistant. Mm-hmm. There were female executives that I were like, wow, they're uh-huh. so dope. They dress dope. Mm-hmm. They yeah. speak really well. Mm-hmm. They're making things happen. Everyone likes them. And I reached mm-hmm. out to two of them. Mm. Oh, God. And- I'm not ready. Wait. I'm not ready. <laughs> I knew this. Why did I know the conversation was going to go this way? And I didn't want to lead with it because nope. I was like, I, I, I needed to. I need to hear it, but I'm still not ready. But but go proceed. Go, go ahead, proceed. One did re- never responded, oh. and the other one like gave me the runaround. And oh at that God. moment, I was I was hurt because I was like, no, no, I work really hard. Like I'm going to do a good yes. job, and yeah. I just want to make sure that I'm headed yeah. in the right direction. So mm. I didn't honestly. I think. 
Mm. Will became a mentor, you know Mm. what I mean? Mm. Just in Mm. life because I needed it, right? And Mm. he had really good insight and super smart um, and also taught me the ropes of this industry. I love that. I haven't really had any mentorship. I've had people that I've admired and that I would like, if they did an interview, I would tune into it. Mm -hmm. There's executives like, you know, Donna Langley, who I think is just incredible, Mm -hmm. who's now chairman of Universal. And, you know, she's Mm -hmm. known me since my assistant days. And I I look up to her, Mm -hmm. Uh, the Regina Halls of the world. I look up to her Mm -hmm. just in terms of like her trajectory in this business and just Mm -hmm. how, you know, she is consistently keeps yes. a job yes. Like, yes. and yes. it's so good every time she plays a different role. But what I did do was once I realized that I was going to be different, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I became a part of a few mentorship programs. I love and that. I've been mentoring. Yes. I've been mentoring. Yes. I'm very picky yes. about who I mentor, but I hey, hey. do have to discernment. Discernment yet yes. again. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people will reach out and be like, can I get advice? And da, da, da. So my good friend Ricky Hughes had this, we were on a panel and she said something so profound. And she was like, you know, people reach out to me often asking for advice. And so what I've done is I've set up 10 hours a month. And when someone reaches out asking for advice, I will give them advice. Now, when that 10 hours is up in that month, I like that. my assistant knows there's no more people coming in. We got to roll it over. Yeah. I didn't have 10 hours, but I have five. So okay. five hours a month, <laughs> mm-hmm. Alyssa knows if somebody emails me and she sees it and they're like, I need advice on this. I will give them that time because mm-hmm. I can't mentor everybody, but I can take right. 20 minutes out of my day to, you know, help you shape whatever it is that you're trying to, you know, figure out. And I think right. that was really important. So I've got, yeah two mentees this year that are really smart. One's about to graduate from Howard. The other one is going into her senior year at Spelman and just really, really smart. Yes. Yes. Really smart girls who, you know, they know we have calls monthly. They make sure they get on my calendar and they come with questions and, Mm -hmm. and all the things. And sometimes we don't even talk industry. Sometimes we just talk life. I love that. I love that. You know, they're appreciative and I'm appreciative of them because, mm-hmm. you know, they keep me current on, you know, what's possible. Sure. <laughs> you got to stay close to the youth. Yes. <laughs> too much is moving too quickly for me to keep up with. But right. that is my way of making sure that I am providing mentorship based on that. what I've learned. I also go on panels and I don't give the candy coat. I give the real because I hated going to hear someone speak and maybe knowing what their journey really was. And then they gave fluff on a stage. Like, yes, no. you yes. know, like I'm going to be honest. You, not be everybody's going to be, you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. 80% of people who attempt to try and get into Hollywood don't make it. Don't make it. Mm-hmm. At every level. It's very right. hard. And your, your hustle, your grind, your mentality has to be different. Mm-hmm. On, on one. And that's, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's so common right now. Mm-hmm. It seems like just the under sponsorship, the under mentorship of black women, which makes yes. it so much more like, you know, impressive. Like we are definitely in your corner to say like, you did it. You did it. Mm-hmm. Despite, yeah. despite not necessarily having that cookie cutter template, that cookie cutter, like kind of pathway and yeah. just forging it for yourself. It's just, you know, 
it's been my experience. I think Don probably you can Girl, share you that. Know, it's, you but it's been, you know darn well, and 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 I know y'all listening because I saw one of your writers write something on this damn podcast. But let me tell you how I'm gonna be honest about how when she said. She didn't have nobody to go to, but she's making sure somebody mm-hmm. can come to her. Come that to her. is literally my journey right now. And mm-hmm. I think yeah. that that says a lot about who you are as a person because you can be extremely bitter. You can be very closed yeah, off about, closed about that. Right. But to be authentic in saying, look, I didn't have the support. I'm willing to give the support, but I got to limit it. You know what I'm saying? Because you can right. only I can only give out so much. You know what I'm saying? Right. Especially with with your active job and the things that you're doing. So yes, honey. But that's the that's the yeah. other thing though. Like if I can't give advice mm-hmm. to someone who is trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. then what? Why am I even in this position? Come on, come on, right. come on, come <laughs> on, chief, like, come on, chief, <laughs> come on, chief. <laughs> I'm not in competition with no. I'm in competition Come with on. myself. And that that's the key. And I, you know what? And I was waiting for you to say that because I think that's the difference between those who help and those who don't. That part. Yeah. Like competition. And folks yeah. who feel like, you know what, you're still competing. It's like, no, listen. No. If you know you're one of one, you will remain one of one. You, you <laughs> can't do what I do. That you part. can't do what I do. <laughs> yes. Even with it, the advice, you still have to figure you it can't. out. So right. if you are... <laughs> Older than me or younger than me, mm-hmm. we all run in a race, but our races are different. Right. My journey yeah. is different than anybody mm-hmm. in this time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's no competition. I support right. you, girl. I see you. I love that. I love That's that. It. So in life, in life, in everyday life for Shayla, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> how are you centering joy? and ease for you because you talk about self-awareness you talk about doing the work and in the midst of that you have to always make sure that you're taking care of Shayla what's what's something that Shayla does to take care of her like what's her what's her thing we tell you my work-life balance is so good sometimes I'd be like okay you gotta chill Um, (laughs) you know I love to travel so Mm -hmm. you know I'll get in a trip if I'm in a city working and mm. I have a good friend there, we'll get a meal. Sometimes you just need a meal and some laughter. That part. I love watching reality TV. It is the Dang best girl. decompression from a long work day. <laughs> to watch train wrecks unfold. <laughs> love that. This is why I was so mad about Love is Blind, but we'll, you know, we'll save that. <laughs> Don't eat. No, By love, the way. Not Netflix. Come on. I have so many problems. I am so I am living and I have to be careful because I want to go to Twitter and just because we need we need you to produce next year (laughs) send me the tweets send them to me I'll put them out there for you I ain't worried about these people (laughs) so I find I find rest and comfort I also like sometimes I just enjoy being by myself you know what I'm saying I love that for you I love that sometimes I just I'm okay going out to eat by myself come on that's a I love that that's the same (laughs) I don't mind that. And also, like, my godkids, it's two of them, and they're amazing little brainiacs. So sometimes (laughs) if I'm in the mood, I'll take them for the day and, you know, send them right back in about a couple hours. I know that's right. Yes, that's it. (laughs) I find joy in being around, you know, my tribe and learning new things and traveling. I love Mm. to travel. Like, in December, me and five Black women learn to ski in Switzerland 
If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Not Colorado. It's Switzerland, honey. And we had yes. the best time and we were the only black people there. I believe and when I tell you they loved us and we loved them, <laughs> and it yes. was five days of nonstop. Just bliss. Just bliss. Okay. I love that. I, that's how I find my joy. I love I mean, that. it's a good way to find it. Where do you think the industry is heading? You know, in the next couple of years, or more specifically, where you and we'll the next couple of days. Next, oh, <laughs> we could talk about that too. Next, so I mean, you just came off of producing the Oscars. Let's shout that out real quick. Yes, yes. Let's days. not let's you not know? let's not <laughs> act like that have, wasn't a thing. That was a thing. So I'm like, yeah. where, where? What's what's coming up? What's on the horizon for Shayla Team Media overall? Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy? It's just continuing to be disruptive. I continuing to mm. identify really great talent, both in front of the camera and behind the camera, mm. continuing mm. to uplift our team. We have a really good hire from within rate. You know what Ooh. I mean? Where we like, I love empowering that. folks and promoting folks from within. That's super important to us. But I think in terms of the industry, listen, it's definitely shifted. The blessing is that people are going to the movies again because that was really scary for a while. Mm -hmm. But the amount of content that you now can put out that people are Mm -hmm. consuming is Mm -hmm. so beautiful Mm -hmm. because there's a time where there was only certain places and they controlled it. They controlled what got out there. But now you Mm -hmm. have like the visions of Hulu, like Black Onyx. Yeah, where, right. you know, Tara Duncan and Ashley Holland are running the show. They got they that hit show over it. there called yeah. uh, Reasonable Doubt. You yeah. know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And Netflix has strong Black leads. Like, there's so many great things that are happening in the industry. And, you know, we're coming up on this writer strike. We'll see what happens with that. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? But, you know, people have to fight for what they believe in, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to mm-hmm. let them fight it out to for a better outcome. So hopefully mm-hmm. it won't last long, but mm-hmm. it's just really beautiful. And I'm so appreciative to be a part of an industry that has opened the doors. It's so many more Black filmmakers that are doing really beautiful things in this industry. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to see what Atlanta has become yeah. with yeah. the amount of stages and United mm-hmm. Talent Agency is there now. Like yeah. a major agency has planted their feet right in Midtown Atlanta. That's huge. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I think that is huge. To answer your question, I think the industry is moving in the right direction. There's still a lot of work to be done. There still mm-hmm. needs to be more people that look like us in mm-hmm. the C-suite and senior level positions. But you know, it takes time. We're yeah, we're making yeah. strides. Strides I are happening. That. I will say that. I love it. So we have something that we generally ask every guest and it's not going to be too hard for you, but if you need to take a minute, you can, it's not bad. Um, But what, (laughs) I love, it's not bad. It's not not bad. bad. It's not bad, girl. But if you could say, what is your dream for black women? Mm. Share that in light of not just in your role and what we've talked about as far as Hollywood Mm -hmm. is concerned, but in general, like what is your dream for black women? It's very much open-ended. Yeah. Yeah. My dream for Black women is to be confident and to be sound and to be set and know who they are and know that they can walk into a room and deliver the same information that anyone can. And also know that we 
are the ones that move the culture. We are the ones that get it done. So on those days where you feel like you ain't got nothing left Mm -hmm. and the whole world is on your shoulders, you got to dust that off. You Mm -hmm. can have a cry, whatever it takes to get you to wake up the next morning and fight for what you believe in because every day is a fight. Mm -hmm. And we all fighting at the highest level to the entry level. Mm -hmm. Everybody's fighting. But just know you are not alone. Mm. And you put your shoulders back, you flip that hair, you slap on that lipstick, and you walk out that door into the world and let them know what a beautiful, represented Black woman looks like. Mm. There we go. All my life I had there to fight. There we go. <laughs> oh, my life. <laughs> but I'm going to look good Say doing it. it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was a word. And that's why we died. <laughs> Put on it's this true. red lipstick it's, and it's these real. lashes, and you gonna it's see real. me. That is what I'm not. I'm, I'm not dumbing it down. I am not. I love that. Other no. than no. who I am, because I love that. if I come in as someone else, I'm not gonna deliver in the way that I would if I showed up as myself. And the the biggest thing you, I feel like you'll leave with regrets because you'll never know if you actually that showed up hard. as yourself. What could have been? That what would have happened? And they say, so, by the way. <laughs> They they want you to feel small. They right. want you to be mousy. They want you to be like, oh, mm-hmm. whatever you like. No, that's not mm-hmm. gonna work. We would never do that. And yeah. What next? I love that's that. It. I love that. Oh, oh this, Let's this, give this, you a minute. If there's anything else you wish to share, and please. if not, like how people can find you, if you want them to find you, yeah, <laughs> right, can, right, you right. Know, tap in, <laughs> tap in with you. China's like, um, <laughs> you know, I just, I think these types of platforms are so important because it allows Black women to really understand who you are. Social media only shows a fraction, and my yeah. social media only shows a fraction of who I am because. Mm. I don't feel like I need to show everybody everything. I think sometimes when you meet the person in person or over Zoom, then you walk away like, oh, wow. That's you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I just want to thank you guys, you know, running into you and and giving me the space to be able to come on here and not only share my journey, but also just share some good takeaways that I hope that, you know, if people were unsure about something, yeah. this conversation kind of gave them confirmation. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yes. And, and it did. And it did. Yeah. Great, and great job to, to my co-host for making sure we <laughs> got this down. Because my sis, Akilah was like, y'all, we have to interview her. We have to get I'm her. going to make this happen. And yeah. I was like, yeah. okay. Let me, let me, let me squeeze part of it. And she came right over. I know I that's like, right. I want to talk to Will. And she's like, no. Thank you guys. What an episode. Like this was, this was extremely, I mean, I know. Can we just all do a, a collective <sighs> A collective breathe. Like girl, <laughs> like the thing about this is that I really want to tip my hat to you because 
a lot of people, when they work with people and someone comes up with an idea and it wasn't something of theirs, it's like they'll feel away. You know, like let's just mm-hmm. let's just keep it real because we're in that space of like true, entertainment true. and just how people are. Well, how did she come up with that? Baby, when you said Shayla's name, mm-hmm. you saw how I jumped out of my body and was like, right. let's do let's it. Let's do it. And <laughs> I support you. When you need mm-hmm. help, let you me did. know. The thing about it is, is this is why. Right. Like, this is like, it's so freaking amazing to hear her articulate just her journey and talk about these things. And genuinely own it like she's so confident and and it's so hard to run across women especially black women who are in these spaces who Mm -hmm. aren't just confident but also like almost kind of like really rude with it you get what i'm saying like very like it's like no ma'am i don't i don't want no parts of that like you know what i'm saying but for someone like shayla you want her to win you want her to continue to do the things that she's doing so i think that it was just amazing that you thought of this like you ran across her of course and was like okay this is the person that we need to have on the show we needed to have it and you know thanks for just supporting that decision clearly like (laughs) girl you can say we finna go and go get Minnie Mouse and quiet as this cat I'm gonna be like okay Because it's even though, yes, it's a story of her journey in media uh-huh. and Hollywood, it's a story that can be replicated no matter the industry. That part. No matter, you know, that and so part. it's still very relatable to everyone listening. It was relatable to us. And I especially was like, as someone who has been going through, you know, the media and entertainment industry from a business standpoint, it's just always been something that I've been interested in. Mm-hmm. Her story, her her journey, and just like the journey of other Black women making it to that C-suite mm, because yeah. it's something I'd be down to do. And so it's very, like, it was very inspiring, as you said. I very humbling, that. very inspiring. And just, like, girl, a good conversation. I'm like, when are we getting coffee? When are we getting drinks? She said, like, <laughs> listen, I wanted, I wanted to, I started, is just kept, I ain't gonna lie, I got the Delta thing open on my computer. I started looking up flights to see, because you remember she said she's taking her team out for happy hour. Where y'all going? Like, Where here I come. Going? Like, <laughs> Send the jet for us, please. I'm like, good. I'm good. <laughs> but I'm gonna be on the flight with you, though. Like, listen, girl, my babies will be right with me because I ain't got no sitter either. Like, come on, kids, we are going to LA. And you could already, you already know that work environment, which I'm glad we touched mm-hmm. on because it's so important. Like, it's one thing for you to be confident and determined and to work hard, etc. But sometimes, if it's not supported enough, it can really that like part. it can eat you a lot. So the fact that it was supported in a way that's like, listen, let me let this woman fly. fly. I had off to the whole organization. That part. And then it's like, that is just speaks so much about Will and how he runs what he's Mm -hmm. got going on. I've always been a huge fan of his and he's always been a man of his word. If he meets you and he says he's going to do something, Shayla makes sure that it happens, but he, Mm -hmm. he remembers those things. And it's like, to me, I think it's so important for us as Black women to really uplift the Black men who see us, who hear us. I mean, True. it was a Black man True. who produced exactly. producing this show. Like, shouts out to mm-hmm. Darius. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. it's huge to have mm-hmm. those people in spaces to where they will allow us to be who we are and watch Not how that. that 
helps them thrive across the board because there are some because people it does. Who, who will see us and be intimidated by that, be upset at the fact that maybe then the light starts shining on us, but you mm-hmm. actually need that. You want that to yeah. happen. So yeah. I think that that was so important that we touched upon that part too, because Absolutely. that just speaks to like even his confidence level. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like at the end of the day, yes. she got me, you know, like right. I'm going to lift right. her up. Yes, because it will do nothing. It will do nothing for me but make our entire organization shock. Period. So like it's, Period. Yes, I'm here for it. I mean, re-listen to this episode because clearly the gems were dropped. The gems were <laughs> and in the there. I didn't even have time to really like stop no. to get all the quotables, but that one quote, and you're going to have to yes. go back and listen, that one quote, I had to pause to get that one. I had to pause to get that one because, baby... I could write a book on on that. That was it. That was it. I mean, every Sunday, this is service. I think okay. you just need to re-listen to this episode and, and make it happen. So, y'all, I mean, thanks so much for joining us. Another episode of Monuments to Me, again, brought to you by Revolt. Um, Akilah Friend, you can find me on all platforms at Akilah Friend. Dawn, where can they look you up Instagram at? and Twitter, <laughs> underscore Dawn Montgomery. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. All right. We'll see you next time. Yes. Thank you for tuning in to Monuments to Me. Thank you to Revolt for allowing us this safe space to have these important conversations. If you like what you heard today, then subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend about your new favorite podcast. Head over to Revolt.com to stay connected to all things Monuments to Me. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.